Stanley. It's Saturday. You know what that means. High atop the beautiful Inter-Miami CF Stadium here in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Overlooking downtown Fort Lauderdale. Luckily, the sun. Not shining bright in my face here this morning, which is always a good thing. Appreciate you joining me here. Squared Circle Digest. Deep in the count. Just concluded. Chirping to catch radio after me. And then Red Card Radio with Austin Robillard. Half a day of entertainment here on OnsideRadio.com. Here on the Square Circle Digest today, we're going to dive into WrestleMania. Taking more of a shape. Some U-turns along the way. Some detours as well. AEW Dynamite, they had a good card this week, I thought. And then also look back, 20 years ago, yesterday, Vince McMahon shows up on WCW TV. And he had purchased... His competition, we're going to dive into that. Some of the matches that happened that night. And some of you were around, some of you weren't. I was around, so I can discuss what I was doing at that time. It's one of those moments where you do realize as a wrestling fan that, you know, that there is a competition. I don't like using that word a lot because I do like the fact that I believe AEW offers something different than what WWE, NXT, I believe MLW, Ring of Honor, NWA Power now coming back as well. When you watch those shows, they all offer different things. NJPW as well. All the indies, if you watch any of those uh, cards on, uh, drawing a blank on the, the website right now. But don't forget you can be a part of the show. Give us a call, 888-441-4623, or text at 844-416-8123. And there was a release that happened, which we're going to get into later on in the show, and, and something that I never thought I would see, in a way, from Vince McMahon uh, with this competitor. But we'll dive into that a little bit later on. I want to get started with WrestleMania right now. It's taking shape. Your night one and night two. Cards have been released. Night one right now, I'm going to go through the card real quick, and then I'll look at each individual match and where they're standing right now. Because on Raw and SmackDown, you're starting to see a little bit more of how the match is going to take shape, right? The heels, the faces. Is it going to be one-on-one? They're going to be outside interference. Some of those things are, are starting to take shape. On night one round, there, there is a little bit of a controversy brewing right because you have Bianca Belair she won the Royal Rumble which guarantees her a main event at Wrestlemania correct well it looks like right now Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre will be in that slot for the WWE uh, championship which Bobby Lashley I think deserves that spot but they put Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair on the same card. And now, a little tiff there. Uh, you got New Day versus AJ Styles and almost. I just feel like this is a filler match, but we'll dive into this more. Miz and Bad Bunny. And Shane and Braun Strowman. That's your night ones right now. As we stand, your night twos, you got Edge versus Roman versus Daniel Bryan. Now that match announced last night. 
by Adam Pearson. Man, is he getting a lot of TV time lately, huh? Good thing for him, man. Happy for Adam Pierce there. Oscar, Rhea Ripley. Big E, Apollo Crews. Randy Orton, The Fiend. Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Happy for both those guys to get a match against each other on the granite stage. But we'll dive into those. I want to go back now to the top. Night one. When you sit and you look at Bobby Lashley, what he's gone through to get to the WWE title. 17 years, right? Drew McIntyre, I believe it was 16 years before he finally got his opportunity. Now here they are on the grandest stage of them all. Set to fight each other. The story kind of is writing itself, right? But WWE, again, I, I believe sometimes they overthink a little bit too much. And what I mean by that is this. The story, 17 years, Bobby Lashley getting to the top, clawing. Drew McIntyre, 16 years, got to the top. Bobby Lashley kind of hosed him, right? Screwed him out of that title with The Miz. That story's there already. Now you're having inside this story a little bit of inner fighting between the Hurt Business, right? Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin came out. Bobby Lashley, like, I don't need your help. Then they say, oh, we're going we're gonna to show you. We're going we're gonna to be able to take on Drew McIntyre, two-on-one handicap match. Drew gets a stipulation. If they lose, they're out of barred from ringside at the WrestleMania match. Of course, Drew McIntyre goes over. Now they're barred. Bobby Lashley storms into a locker room. Kind of says he'll give money to whoever will take out Drew McIntyre before their match. Again, adding on top of what already to me is a very sound program if you just wrote it as Bobby Lashley. Strive for 17 years to get to the top. He will do anything he can to keep that belt. Which now they're saying he's going to do by putting a bounty. I just, I feel like they always go back to where it is a heel versus a face. And I think in today's wrestling, you don't have to have that good guy versus bad guy anymore. You have to have a reason for them fighting for that top prize, which is the WWE Championship. But you don't have to keep piling on top of story, on top of story, on top of story. To where people get tired of it. Because now for the next two weeks, you're probably going to see things leading up to WrestleMania where you're probably going to have the same matches where Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin are trying to prove themselves to Bobby Lashley and MVP of why they should stay in the Hurt Business and be a part of the Hurt Business. And they'll be taking on Drew McIntyre in probably different matches, which is what is to me is the issue on Raw right now. And SmackDown, it happens over and over. It's the same matches. I don't need to see them for three, four, five, six, seven, eight straight weeks. 
write the program around Bobby Lashley. 17 years. Get to the top. Do whatever I have to do to keep it. If that's taking Bo- uh, Drew McIntyre out, then I will. But let Bobby Lashley be the one to take him out. You go into a locker room full of uh, Lince Dorado. You have uh, Ricochet. Who in there is on the same level as Drew McIntyre? At least have him go up to Braun Strowman. Some of those guys. Offer more money to Sheamus. However you want to do it. Does not make sense for him to go into a locker room with Lince Dorado. Ricochet. All the mid-card guys and say, if one of you guys take out McIntyre, you'll get the heavyweight title match. Who in that dressing room is going to take out McIntyre? Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, that match to me should be a main event. Unfortunately, they can't have three nights. But again, to me, overthinking it. Why does Sasha Banks have to attack Bianca Belair after her match? Why? They're two alpha females, both athletic beyond everything. The match writes itself. Well, no, there's got to be a heel and there's got to be a face, right? It can't just be Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. No, we gotta have we gotta have a heel and face. It's gotta be that way because that's the WWE way. Things have gotta change a little bit. I love watching wrestling for just the entertainment of it all. But after a while, you almost start the way everything is writing itself. It's almost like poking fun at, at a wrestling fan, right? Ah, oh, it's Monday night. They like wrestling. It doesn't matter what they watch. Ah, oh, let's throw them out there again. Yeah, let's make it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's. Same match we've seen 300 times. It starts getting old. Miz versus Bad Bunny. What happened to Damian Priest? I don't know if he's injured. I don't know if he's sick. He wasn't on TV this week. I have to believe that they're going to try to protect Bad Bunny somehow in this match. Maybe as things get closer, you'll get Damian Priest and them added. But I, I you almost got to protect in the Shane Braun Strowman story. I, I just don't know what you're doing there. I don't know. It's it was like watching Nickelodeon. He got slimed. I mean, this is where we're going with this. I get. I understand the reports that they're trying to make you know Shane McMahon come off again because there's got to be a heel on a face as heelish but again why can't you just question Shane's manhood and just just turn it into a fight that's what this is going to be this ain't going to be a wrestling match it's going to be a fight and with the way you built this whole thing up Braun has almost got to throw Shane off of I guess off the pirate ship right at Raymond James Stadium He's got to end this. This guy poured slime on him. I mean, this is, it's gotten way too out of hand. 
I got to pick up things here because the uh, segment's about to come to an end. I want to grab the triple threat match night two. Edge, Roman, Daniel Bryan again. Trying to put five pounds of crap, or sorry, ten pounds of crap in a five-pound bag. The story was Edge returning from injury, winning the Royal Rumble. I, I, I understand Daniel Bryan, he, he's wanting to have maybe one last hurrah. Then make that maybe at SummerSlam. Make this somewhere else. You had it. You're trying to put too much in this. And what this tells me is this. Roman Reigns is not leaving WrestleMania with the belt. Because Edge is either going to be Daniel Bryan or Daniel Bryan is going to beat Edge. One of those two things. When we come back, we're going to dive into the rest of night two. And then I'm going to jump over to AEW. And don't forget, you can watch Onside Radio daily by subscribing to our YouTube and Twitch channels. Search Onside Radio. Log on. Subscribe. Rate and review Onside Radio on YouTube and Twitch. OnsideRadio.com. South Florida's home for real sports talk. Find the podcast for the Squared Circle Digest on all podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Welcome back to the Squared Circle Digest. To text the show, 844-416-8123. That's 844-416-8123. Here's your host, Sean Stanley. Don't forget you can be a part of the show, 888-441-4623. Or text us at 844-416-8123. Looking at night one and uh, earlier, and now we're going to dive into night two, and then we're going to jump over to AEW. Trying to condense all this into an hour. Not always the easiest. I set up a rundown, and usually I'm blowing through everything and adding in as we go. Uh, Talking about the triple threat match, again, um, I believe with WWE right now, just trying to put too much into – just let the stories play out. They almost write themselves. Um, Looking at Asuka, Rhea Ripley, she debuted on Raw this week. Charlotte, looking at reports, they're, they're, they're looking at her possibly returning and making this a triple threat match. Which would be interesting to me right now because, again, I thought, and again, I have no... No, no, just just my thinking was that Oscar should drop the title to Charlotte, which with the COVID-19 and everything right now is not doable. And then you had Charlotte versus Rhea. Rhea beating Charlotte this time since Charlotte beat Rhea at the last WrestleMania. But they did add her to the show. Add her, uh, added Ripley, I'm sorry. Not, not Charlotte. Charlotte's not been added yet. It's being reported that if she can come back and she's healthy, they may look at making this a triple threat as well. But I got to believe in this match, Rhea Ripley walks away with the women's champion, Raw Women's Championship. Here's the thing. Asuka now, they are finally starting to really let her character develop, right? She's kind of becoming that. It took, took her tooth getting kicked out of her face for this to happen for some reason. Because, again, they don't allow stuff Oscar came to WWE as this kick-ass Japanese superstar. 
Then they sit there and they let her develop and dwell down. And then all of a sudden now she's where she's at now, right? A, a comic. A comic. Uh, Big E, Apollo Crews. Saw Apollo get the victory over Big E last night, the IC title. And, uh, again, when you sit and you watch these matches, it's Apollo. It's Big E. Hey, we can see it so many times. Throw tag team partners with them. This is this is the problem right now with WWTV. I'll watch WWTV because I love the entertainment. I love the aspect of pro wrestling. But you also got to give Everybody's not me. Everybody's not watching wrestling because they love wrestling. And real quick, we're going to go out to the phone lines right now. I got Big Tony. You there, Big Tony? Hey. Big Tony hung up on me. Look at that. Oh, Big Tony got me on this one. But uh, let's go back to uh, what I was talking about was. After, oh, there he is, Big Tony. You there? Hey, what's up, what's up, Sam? Hi, Ben, buddy. What's up, my man? Hey, we're talking a little bit about the. Let's, let me. I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out with WWE. Let's see. Let me get this straight. We got Green Slime, Goo, Bone Stringing, Crane Tracks, and Side Effects, and Jeepers Creepers showing up. I talk about the thing, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. Charlotte's new outfit. I swear that Vince McMahon's going, going, going. Do you see now? Or oh, he's having his grandkids doing the, writing the show on, on, on the shows now. Well, well, listen, though, though here, here's the thing. At least with the Bray Wyatt, the Fiend character, at least they acknowledged that he got burned alive, right? He didn't come back as no no issues to him. I get it, the Jeeper no, Creeper no, and all no, this no, stuff. But... One of the worst, the worst segment or wrestling so-called match in wrestling history because well, – Everybody's is, is uh, I, I forgot, and then we had the great main event. Uh, we had a, a fast thing with our WrestleMania quad, uh, quality Roman and and Brian, Brian. But I don't know, man. It's like it's like I, 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 I'm I'm like wondering. What, what, I mean, I'm thinking myself like it's not this crap on 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 the air. I mean, I know he. It's like he he's going or, or he's going playing C now now, Sean. No, it's not. Look, after a while, you write yourself in the corners. You can only do so much. Here's here's my question for you, okay? And and this is looking at the WrestleMania match, Randy Orton versus The Fiend, okay? Just let's mm-hmm. let's, let's look at this one match right now. What do you do in this match that that is going to end this feud? You've already burned the guy alive. What are they going to do in this match? I'm that is going to feud it. They have written themselves in the corners. I'm, 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 I'm actually hoping, Sean, that that's a cinematic match. It has uh, to what's be. The point they have? It has to be a cinematic yeah. match. It has to be. If you do a regular wrestling match, because, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I, I've seen too many this few. I've seen too many times, and I'm really getting sick of this whole. I mean, yes, I stand. I like the best I've seen. I like the place in her twisted. Uh, the Mehmet, whatever she is right now, character with the theme, but I'm mean, but I'm um, and she's doing, but it's like I hope it's just a cinematic, hope it's a somewhat, you know, fire out funhouse, but I'll take that. But it's, it's a ridiculous a story angle. No, it has been because they tried to string it out too long. They didn't know what to do. This is the problem. They decided to do an inferno match at the beginning of the feud, which made no sense. You build up to an inferno match where you're going to burn somebody alive. That's not where you start the feud. That's where you end the feud. 
think about this with The Undertaker all the years ago. What used to happen? Mm-hmm. The Undertaker would fight, bur- fight. Bur- bur- fight. Bur- it, match. It'd be bur- the casket. Bur- match. Yeah, buried alive casket match. Boom. Casket match, whatever, two. Yep. And you then. Know, and- and then he, he got reinvented himself so many times. So that's, well, no, but when he reinvented himself, he came back and fought somebody else. He didn't come back and fight the same guy. When he re-debuted, it usually was a new feud. In this one, yeah. you bring him back, and you're still fighting Randy Orton. It makes no sense. You have written yourself into a corner where you had to have a match booked on a pay-per-view, Alexa Bliss then, then, versus Randy then, Orton. Makes no sense. Then, then, then I wonder, well, I, even, even after this all and what are you going to do with the Fiend? You're going to push him for, for, for a world title? You want to push him for, for a WWE title? And then that, that, that I'm going to tell you, huh, the Fiend or Bray Wyatt is like, with a, with a belt, it's like a kryptonite to him because they don't, it's, it, what's the point? You know, listen. I like the new, don't get me wrong, I like the outfit, the new outfit, the thing, the whole Jeepers Creepers uh, outfit that he's wearing. But it's like, what's the, what's the point to push him? If, you, if you're going, if you, let's say, for a championship, if you're going to eventually bury him again. No, and but that's see, what, that's what, the what, thing, what, Tony. It's not about the championship, though. It's not about the championship. He doesn't need the championship. Undertaker didn't need a championship. I agree. It's good but, to but, give but, it to but, him but, every but, once in a while, but they don't need to be in there. They need to be in other... Smaller feuds that are underneath the title being defended. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm thinking about Undertaker, Project, Jake, Glenn Jacob, aka Kane, to be done uh, to the Hall of Fame. Well deserved. No, well deserved. Everybody that's getting in, I was a little bit at, at first when uh, they announced the Great Khali, I was kind of like, ah, but then I thought about what he's done. Oh, no, for... I, I was laughing. I was, I was laughing big time. I was no, like, no, oh. but but when you well, look at what he's I was done for. I'm like, oh, really? Did he? No, what no. he did. <laughs> well, Tone, you got to look at outside. Outside, when you look yeah, at what no, he's done the, for WWE the India. Market, yeah, exactly. And all that, the natural flavor. I said that. Exactly. He only, well, he always, to me, Greg Kelly only involved two major programs in his career WWE. Triple H in SummerSlam and, and I believe, forgot all the one. He was a major program, but he won the world title one of them. But, but he, he did nothing for the, for, for the company. He's done enough, and and most of his stuff was outside in the community, which is what he's going to end up making it for. And when you look at, look, it's the WWE Hall of Fame. I mean, it's a pro wrestling Hall of Fame. It's WWE. What are you going to do? And I I like it. They got Bischoff. They've got Holly Molly. Holly. Yeah, Molly Holly is well deserved. She 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 had a misbanded misbanded back back in in, in, in WCW. Mm-hmm. Where is the is the uh, last, last, last yesterday was the anniversary of the Vince uh, the, uh, the WCW that yep. moment it was a great moment I was at home watching that Nitro. Yep. We're gonna so, talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, but, and uh, Eric Bischoff obviously well deserved because he 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 he, he pushed Vince to the bunny. He ate three weeks of of of, of the stars on on Otoya brand on Monday Night Nitro. And and then and I guess uh, Dave Bautista is not going to do it this year, but he that they're going to postpone his adoption to another year, probably. Like what I heard, Sean. Yeah, it looks like he's doing a movie that's got strict COVID uh, protocols, and he's not going to be able to, uh, to 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 partake in there. Yeah, so, yeah. It's the same thing with John Cena, I believe, as well, too, for the. Uh, for uh, the WrestleMania. Tony, I'm going to have to let you go. I want to jump into a couple more right. things before I get going, but somebody uh, told me to let you know that he said hi, 
and that's my producer Abel. He wanted to make sure to let you know. All right. Tony, Tony, have a good one, Tony. Thank you for calling in, my brother. That's no problem, buddy. Always, my man, Big Tony. He'll be here tuning in and calling in most Saturdays, talking a lot of stuff going on. I want to get into a couple things. We discussed the Randy Orton, the Fiend. Has to be a cinematic match. It's the only way you can go with this. And then the one match that got added last night, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, happy for these two. They'll get to fight each other on the grandest stage at WrestleMania. So finally, and I, I went back and looked because I thought they had wrestled each other at a WrestleMania. I think they were actually in a tag team match. But uh, they'll be going one-on-one, and it's cool to see these two guys. No matter what you see on the screen, I mean, a lot of these things uh, going all the way back, Ring of Honor and everything else, when you watch their feud uh, through NXT and now on the main roster, which I'm still not sure why NXT is not considered the main roster, but hey, that's a different show, and we'll dive into that. But I want to thank Big Tony for calling in, and he just did discuss uh, yesterday. It was exactly 20 years to the day yesterday when Vince McMahon hopped on WCW TV and announced that he had purchased his competition and he had now owned WCW. And then you kind of had the simulcast, right, of pro wrestling. You're watching the TNT, WWE. And then at the end of Nitro, you have Shane McMahon who comes out. And he says the infamous words, the name on the contract does read McMahon, but it reads Shane McMahon. And I went back and I, I remembered some of those matches. I mean, Ric Flair versus Sting. Ric Flair talks about that match a lot where he was very upset that he didn't hold uphold his end of that match with Sting being the last match on Nitro. Because, again, remember, the first night, the first match ever on Nitro, in the Mall of the Americas. Remember Lex Luger came out? Was Sting versus Ric Flair as well? The last match, Sting versus Ric Flair. But two very different Ric Flairs from beginning to end. We come back, we're going to dive into the week that was AEW. And we're going to look at some releases. Or, well, actually one big release to me from the WWE. I guess the WWE didn't think so. But it's their loss and another company's gain. Heat and NBA fans catch Ira Winderman here exclusively at OnsideRadio.com with our Acura of Pembroke Pines Miami Heat reports. Catch Ira throughout the week at OnsideRadio.com. And when news breaks, basketball fans know Onside Radio is the place you get the inside you need. Listen to OnsideRadio.com anywhere by downloading the MyTuner Radio app in your app store. Or go to MyTunerRadio.com on your web browser. OnsideRadio.com. Oh, 844-416-8123. That's 844-416-8123. Here's your host, Sean Stanley. Don't forget you can take Onside Radio wherever you go. You can download free apps, Radio.net, Podbean, Radio FM, MyTuner Radio. Simple Radio, Xeno Radio, download any of the free apps and listen to your on-site radio host. Visit the website radio, onsideradio.com to find all the links. You can take us on the go, all your hosts. 
Don't forget our programming tomorrow also back on air, 7 a.m. Sunday sports drop. And then at 9, it's one on one. Got hockey talk coming up next with Chirping the Cats Radio with David Dwork. And then little football with Austin Robillard and Red Card Radio. I want to dive in now. AEW. Main event. And this is where I think AEW is understanding their audience, right? Darby Allin right now is is the TNT champion, right? He's on the TNT champion. He's working. They brought out the TNT, uh, what is it, uh, challenge. John Silver from the Dark Order accepts, and I thought they had a great match. John Silver showed, and he has been showing. I don't even know why. You know, I kind of put down here showing he can go against Darby Allin in the main event, but he's been showing that, right? When you look at being the elite show, you see how entertaining he is, right? John Silver is, he understands what, what, what he is. He gets it, and he portrayed that. And unfortunately, he suffered a shoulder injury, so he's going to be out of action four to six weeks. But now, I want to see what AEW does. Because he can do so much more than just be in ring. I mean, how many times has he been on Dynamite? He hasn't been on Dynamite a whole lot. Wrestling. Entertaining-wise, yes, your promos, your backstage, him coming out, you see him all the time. And I, I tremendous. He does a tremendous job. Uh, QT Marshall, they're kind of they're 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 bringing out this side of QT, going a different direction than what I thought they were going to do. Honestly, I thought they're going to have uh, Lee Johnson. I think Lee Johnson, right, was the, was the the student, and I thought they were going to have something where QT ends up turning on him a little bit. Now, fast forward a few weeks, and now he's going to get an exhibition match against his best friend, Cody. And it's going to be an exhibition. You saw Cody come out with his arm in a sling uh, and, and kind of accept the exhibition. Very interested to see what AEW does with this. Because, again, now you, you can take this in so many different directions. This is where I like what AEW does, and I don't know – if it's the if it's Cody, if it's the Bucks, if it's Omega, if it's Tony Khan, combination of everybody, I I believe if reports are correct, they get input from a lot of the talent as well. But you can see how everybody is kind of on the same page, but they have different ways. They're not painted into a corner with a lot of their writing the way that I was talking about WWE and what they've done with Randy Orton and The Fiend. They've not done that with a lot of their stuff. When you watch their angles and how they go, you think you might have the answer, but they also leave a little out, if you will, to where they can also hit a U-turn and go a different direction, which I think is happening here with the QT Marshall situation. And again, Maybe they just let it be an exhibition. And in the exhibition, somehow QT fails, which now starts them getting even madder. 
and he doesn't really do anything with Cody. But they left it wide open. And, and that allows, as a fan, to believe that other things can happen. I'm not just narrow, narrow eyes set on, okay, what's this match going to be? No, because there's going to be uh, maybe an outside interference here, maybe a cheat here. They can go so many different directions. Arn Anderson, think about this. When the pinnacle, it wasn't even the pinnacle at that point. It was Sean Spears, FTR, Tully Blanchard, right? It was the pay-per-view, actually, the revolution. When they were standing in the ring, did anybody expect Arn Anderson to come out? Did you expect him to come to the curtain? And then to throw up the four fingers? And then to give the, I'm watching you? That got my mind thinking that, oh, wait a minute. Cody might be the leader of this group. Then what do they do on AEW Dynamite? No. It's MJF. MJF is the leader of the pinnacle. Can they still add people? Of course. But again, this is the way AEW has right there, written their programming to where it's not just A goes to B, B goes to C. No, A could lead to D, and then they'll backtrack to B, hit C now to get to F. And that is what allows it to be such a fun program to watch because you don't know exactly what's going to happen. And their matches are usually out ahead of time. You know what's happening next week on a show. You're not finding out Monday afternoon that challenges are being issued. No, I know a week in advance. My mind's already running. Darby Allen defending a title against John Cena. I was like, oh, this match is going to be great. All the things that could happen. The Dark Order, could they interfere? Sting comes out. All that allows because it builds up the anticipation, the excitement, because they get it. And I'm not saying that WWE doesn't get it, but it feel, I feel like They've lost a lot of the touch of what the audience wants to see. I don't want to go so far as say they don't care. It's getting to that point. Because if you want to watch wrestling on Monday night, what are you watching? Raw. If you want to watch wrestling on Friday night, what are you watching? Smackdown. And the whole thing about the competition, and, and I know people don't like the competition word, and, and I don't either. But let's look at something real quick. WWE NXT has been averaging about 600,000, 700,000. You have uh, AEW sometimes gets up into the million. We're around about, about 900,000, right? So total you got about 1.6 million. 1.6. Neither one of those, Raw's I think at about 1.7 consistently, and SmackDown is, is at about 1.8 consistently. The two shows on Wednesday are not even in the same ballpark as the show on Friday and Monday. 
So until those numbers are there, the people that want to call it a competition, which I don't think even AEW calls it a competition, they put out the best product that they can every week. That's their goal. And they're succeeding at that goal, which is why their numbers stay and go up. They're not going down. They're not having to book pay-per-view style matches, although they do book pay-per-view style matches on Dynamite, but they're not having to do that to draw the audience in, which you see NXT doing. When they want a big number, what do they do? Oh, let's break out all the superstars. Let's bring some of the Raw or SmackDown guys down, and let's get some talent in. The Elite, the drama that's going on there with the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Looks like the Young Bucks finally made their decision and left Omega. The Good Brothers come out, help help him out after the Lucha Brothers leave him laying. And again, the thing that AEW does, and this is one of the things that I think maybe because all the executives are younger, they use social media so well. You have the two shows on YouTube channel right now, AEW Dark Elevation and AEW Dark. But then you also have the Being the Elite show. And I watched the last one that they just had. And Matt Hardy tells Matt Jackson that he was the one that texted, not Hangman. Because remember, the whole thing started with Hangman and the Bucks about the text and then everything else. The episode ended with Matt looking to go talk to Hangman. But Hangman was already dancing with the Dark Order. Looks like he kind of moved on from the Bucks, from the Elite, right? But they have taken a show like Being the Elite on social media, which has a big following before even AEW, and they are enlisting the help of those programs to extend storylines throughout AEW. And then you see it play out on TNT, their YouTube channels, Again, aligning all their social medias for one, one result. Getting eyes on the product. And that's what they do. And didn't even get into Britt Baker, so we'll definitely have to look at that at another time because she, uh, Big Tony was the one that actually asked me if I thought her losing hurted her credibility and everything there. No. This week she said, I put AEW on the map. Those three letters, AEW, comes second to the most epic three in all of pro wrestling, DMD. And that, to me, solidified what she means to AEW. She is the top woman heel in AEW, and, and she's working her way as the top heel in AEW. Miami Dolphin fans can always count on the best coverage at OnSideRadio.com. Every week, keep up with your favorite team as Dolphins writer Omar Kelly joins the, us with exclusive reports. When news breaks, catch the EJDeconstruction.com Miami Dolphins report on the home. For Dolphins fans everywhere, OnSideRadio.com. Coming up, David Dork, Turpin the Cats, next. Find the podcast for the Squared Circle Digest on all podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Call the show, 888-441-4623. That's 888-441-4623. Here's your host, Sean Stanley. Wrapping up the hour here on Squared Circle Digest, I want to thank Abel for producing the full hour. Forgot to say uh, 
He was driving the show at the very beginning, so I apologize, Abel. But thank you for your contributions of allowing me and these beautiful dulcetone voices on the radio. And I'm not even sure if I used that correctly. So if I didn't, I'm going to move on right now and talk about Andrade being released from WWE this past Sunday night after the pay-per-view came out. The one thing that caught me off guard with this whole thing was that he got a nine, no, I'm sorry, he did not get a 90-day no-compete clause, which means he's free to wrestle right away. He had requested his trade. It was denied, or his trade. He's requested his release. It was denied. Then, less than, uh, what, two days later, I guess, he does get his release, and then they give him a no-90-day no-compete clause. A lot of people think I thought um, was going to uh, show up at uh, Ring of Honor. He did not, which apparently uh, per Fightful.com reporting that that was actually recorded uh, last week, which is possibly why he did not show there. Now all eyes, I guess, kind of go to Aleister Black, and let's see if he returns to WWE TV as he's been off since October. So we'll see what happens. Uh, speaking of releases, I'm going to bring in uh, David Dwork from Tripping the Cats Radio. He's coming away next. Panthers had a release this week, I believe. Uh, they did waive Anton Strawman, mm-hmm. uh, so he will uh, will find out in about two hours for sure. But I I, I don't think he'll be uh, claimed by anybody because he's still got five and a half million the rest of this year and next year. So, uh, yeah. That's the second veteran player that they've waived yeah. uh, this season. That they did the same with Brett Connolly, who was put back in the taxi squad uh, two days ago as well. So it's interesting that they're working the taxi squad. You gotta you gotta work with the the tools that you're given, right? Is, is that what this is though? This is kind of just inner workings of what they're having to work with by waving and releasing and kind of I guess bringing back the taxi squad. I'm not understanding the whole thing of how it works. So Yeah, I mean, basically, for, for guys like this who are, like, established NHL players with one-way contracts, if you waive them, I mean, anybody you waive, you're exposing, mm-hmm. and anybody can pick them up. If somebody picks them up, they have to keep them on their roster. Okay. So that's that's the, you know, the little snafu or whatever to it. So Florida waving a guy like Brett Connolly, a guy like Anton Strawman, they both have time, money, and term left on their deal, so it's unlikely they get picked up. However... On the flip side, what is it saying about a couple of guys who just were signed last summer, or summer 2019, by Dale Talon, his last summer with the team, and now they're so expendable that they're being waived? <laughs> like, that's what their place is on the roster right now. Wow, that's um, – what do you got coming up on the show real quick? Uh, I want to get into, uh, obviously, uh, the Big Panther news this week was the Sasha Barkov getting injured out with a lower body injury. Hopefully, we'll be back uh, today or tomorrow. Q said there's a chance he comes back this weekend. But uh, we got to talk about the impact of losing Barkov because we saw two games without him. Yeah. And it's a little scary. <laughs> Real uh, scary. Especially the Tuesday game where it was he came out for warm-ups and then he was like a late scratch. And I think the shell shock of losing your best player just reverberated from top to bottom because they looked like a completely different team mm-hmm. than we'd seen all year. And, and granted, like, it's not like you take their best player out and, you know, all of a sudden they're going to be, it's fine, no big deal. No, you, you lose your best player, it's going to hit you. Um, we'll see how sustainable it is. Hopefully he'll be back. But I think it also may have opened the, uh, the front office's eyes a little bit as to maybe we could use a little bit extra. Maybe we could use a little insurance policy should an injury pop up. Now, 
Well, you're probably talking about your show, but is that a possibility? Where, what's, oh, yeah. Is there a trade deadline in yes. the NHL? Or when the trade is that deadline is in nine days. Nine days. So yeah, the NBA just Rooney. ended, and now you got the NHL coming yep. up. A week from Monday. A week from Monday. April now, 12th. Uh, if you had one guy, who would you take? Oof. Uh, and he was available. I mean, no, of no, course, no, of I mean, course. Just, uh, you know, there's a couple of guys. Uh, obviously, the big name is Evgeny Malkin that I, that I kind of keep kind of going back towards, only because he doesn't really have that much money left. He'd be a good addition. He'd be some de- center depth. Obviously, he can score. He wants to be here. His wife and his kid live down here. Hmm. And they want him down here. So he wants to be in South Florida. Um, and so if they can make that work, if Pittsburgh is willing to, to kind of say, you know what, we're, we're not looking at because. Why would they give up him, Malkin, when they're trying to make a playoff run yeah. themselves? Um, and then there's also Luke Glendening in Detroit, who uh, Florida Hockey Now writer George Richards kind of turned me on to earlier this week as a possible availability for some uh, depth down the middle as well. So we'll just have to see how it plays out because they've got, like I said, they've got nine days. A little scare this week, losing yeah. Barkov and seeing, oh, oh shit, this is what could yeah. happen. So I, I think that might play a part. Yeah, we definitely look like a whole different team. He'll have that and a lot more coming up on Chirping the Cats Radio with David Dork. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I'll be back here next Saturday, 9 a.m. Squared Circle Digest. Chirping the Cats Radio, David Dork, coming up next right here at OnSideRadio.com. This is the official.